the beginning of any period of formal meditation, it's always helpful to take a moment to be fully conscious, to bring attention to the mood that we are we're feeling. Is there a sense of enthusiasm, tiredness? We're feeling cheerful, depressed, busy, quiet. How is it? There's no right or wrong mood for the mind to experience. But if we don't bring attention to that, to what the tone, the texture of um, our mood, the attitude is, then unconsciously, invisibly, that affects a whole way that we pick up and work with the, the meditation. Let us take a moment to, to look. How is it? What is the texture, the quality of the, the mental world right now? How is the body? Do you feel heavy or light? Warm, cool. The body feel comfortable, relaxed? Or are there aches and pains, places of, of tension? How is it? Again, there's no right or wrong way for the body to be. But if we don't bring attention, if we're not fully conscious of, of the qualities of the body, that too is going to affect, have its impact on the meditation. So just bringing the qualities, the texture of the mood, feelings of the body into awareness. We're appreciating the material that we're working with. Is the clay soft or hard, wet or dry, cool or warm? And by appreciating the material that we're working with, that gives us some guidance gives uh, support to our own uh, common sense of how to work best with it.
the more we appreciate the material that we're working with and the more effectively we can steer the body, the mind into a, a direction that is going to be beneficial that's going to support the, uh, the development of, of clarity of calmness and peace And focusing the attention in the body, feel the, the presence of your spine. Our backbone, which is the, the central axis of our physical world. So whether we happen to be sitting on a chair, on the floor, on a stool, bring attention to the spine. Notice how it feels, how it's sitting, how it is set. And then consciously let the spine straighten, let it lengthen, invite it to, to stretch to its full, comfortable, natural extension. Not to be sitting in a tense or rigid way, but just allowing, inviting the spine to stretch, to grow, till the body is fully and comfortably upright. And when we invite the spine to, to stretch, to grow to its full and comfortable limit in this way. Notice if there's any effect upon the quality of, of alertness. See how even in that small gesture it helps to, to brighten the mind, to support the, the quality of attentiveness, alertness. And with the spine as the, the firm central axis of the body, let yourself relax. Let the rest of the body soften, relax. Be fully at ease around that. The development of meditation is 
the development of balance between the aspects of energy, alertness, and the aspect of peacefulness, tranquility. If we want those attributes to be developed and well-balanced in the mental realm, that's strongly supported by having those same qualities balanced, clarified, strengthened in our physical world as well. So the straightness of the spine supports the aspect of energy, alertness. And then relaxing the body, letting the body soften, loosen, be at ease around that. This naturally supports the quality of peace, calm, settledness of mind. First of all, notice the sensations in your face and your forehead, your eyes, around the mouth. Notice any tightness or tension that might be there. Consciously allow that all to relax and to soften. Letting all the small muscles of the face be at ease, free from tension. Softening the muscles around the, the eyes, the mouth, and your jaw. <laughs> Inviting your whole face to be at ease, free from tension. Feeling the muscles of your shoulders, your neck. Again, notice how they are being held. And any tightness, any tension there, consciously let that dissolve. The muscles relax and loosen. Shoulders drop an inch or two.
and feeling the trunk of the body, your chest, stomach, abdomen, the arms hanging at our sides. It's very core, the very center of our physical world. Notice if there's tightness in the chest or the abdomen. Often we sustain a, an attitude of anxiety, fear and worry about life and the world, ourselves. And this lives as a, a knot of tension. Right uh, down in the belly. Whatever tension, whatever tightness you experience in the chest, stomach, trunk of the body, notice that tightness, consciously relax, release it, let it dissolve. There's no need to armor ourselves against the world here, we're in a safe place amongst good people. The most uh, beautiful and benign of environments. There's nothing to be worried about. So letting the muscles of the, of the abdomen, the chest, relax, soften. We allow the heart to be a little more open. Allow ourselves to breathe a bit more freely. Allow the stomach to spread. Be free from tension. This wave of relaxation steadily flowing down through the body and notice the tension or tightness there might be in your hip joints and pelvis. Muscles of the thighs, the knees, let this whole area soften and relax, be free from tension. Letting the legs drop, the knees lower themselves, and letting this relaxation flow all the way down through our, our calves, our ankles, all the way to our feet.
In this way, we're inviting our whole body, our physical being, to be fully at ease, settled, free from tension. When we relax, allow the body to soften, notice how this has an effect upon the mind. The mood is is subtly altered. When the body is relaxed, settled, free from tension, notice how that also helps the mind to be more stable, free from agitation. There's a tone of calmness, ease, there in the mental world as well. The nature of the body supports the mind. The nature of the mind supports the body. These two work together, directly. So over the next few minutes, just allow your attention to sweep slowly, steadily, up and down through the body. And wherever you notice that any kind of tightness, tension has reasserted itself, in your face or your stomach, shoulders, once again, consciously relax that. If you notice that the body has slumped over, has become listless or heavy. Bring attention to that and to invite the body to to be energized, to let the spine lengthen, be more upright. Bringing a quality of energy and alertness into the system. So in this way, we're becoming acquainted with our own body, our own mind, consciously helping the aspects of alertness and peacefulness to be well established. To notice where we're drifting off, drifting off towards dullness, heaviness, drifting off towards tension and agitation. And when that drift is noticed, then letting that noticing, that seeing, be a cause for things to come back into balance once again. So we're able to find this integration of energy and relaxation, alertness and peacefulness, we're able to get a feel for that and to strengthen that, to establish that within us.
the unconscious drift, the drift towards dullness, sleepiness, the drift towards anxiety and agitation. That's always the the troublemaker. It's what causes our whole being to to lose its its balance. We lose our way because of the drift of it, of attention. We lose mindfulness. There is avijja, not seeing clearly. We hear the sound of a plane swooping overhead on its way to Luton Airport. We feel a sensation in the body, or a random memory of something we dreamed last night pops up. The attention gets caught by that, and then off we drift, sliding into dull, sleepy states, or creating strings of ideas and memories, associations, fantasies or worries. And next thing we know, the mind is agitated, the body's become tense once again. Our shoulders have tightened up, our eyes are all scrunched. We're drifting into dullness, the head nodding, the spine bending. So to counteract that drift, the drift of avijja, of ignorance, lack of mindfulness, the most helpful tool is to develop the quality of attention, mindful attention to the present. So to support this, we can take a, a meditation object to deliberately focus the attention. There are many different things that we can use to be such an object. We could use a, a mantra word, we can use a, a mental image. But the most accessible, uh, useful for most people, is the rhythm of our own breathing. The natural flow of our own breath. It's always with us. It's not something that we have to deliberately generate, it's there on its own. It's the pattern of nature that is continually and impersonally present. So bring your attention to the feeling of your breath. Let that be at the very center, the heart of, of your attention. There's no need to change the breath in any way, no need to make it more uh, deep or to breathe more quickly or deliberately. Just let the breath come and go as it naturally does. But place the, those sensations of the breath right at the very center of attention, as if they're at the very heart of a mandala the calyx of a, 
a flower that you're you're looking at. Let the breath be right at the very center of attention. And for the next few minutes, let's let this be the only thing that we're interested in. All other concerns, other interests, we can lay aside for the next five minutes, ten minutes. So we use the breath, its rhythm, as a simple reference point, so we can notice the drift. When there is the arising of avijja, when the mind wanders and is not seeing clearly, if we have a clear marker, a clear reference point, then it's that much easier to notice the drift. If there isn't a reference point, then we unconsciously drift more easily. So, bringing attention to the breathing, let this very simple, natural, plain object be the center of our world. And when you notice that drift has happened, that your attention has been caught by a sound in the room, or a memory, an idea, when that's noticed, consciously, deliberately, let go. Release that thought that the mind has grabbed, or the sound that we're hearing. Let go of that. Bring the attention back to the breath, patiently, firmly. coming back to the, the reality of the present once again. It's most important when um, working with the mind 
developing meditation to uh, to work with a, an attitude of kindness the habits of distracted thinking these are not our enemy they're not a uh, terrible disease that we have to to fight against be afraid of When we're working with uh, the mind's restless nature, or its its habits of drifting into dullness or agitation, it's important to to work with our own mind, just as we would uh, relate to a, our own child, to a, a restless two-year-old that you, you relate with a quality of patience and fundamental kindness, compassion. You're steering the mind, guiding it away from, from busyness, agitation. You're setting direction to let go of that memory or that idea, to let go of that and to come back. But just as if you're working, living with a, a young child, encouraging them to sit still and to, to eat, their, uh, eat their food in a, in a focused and enjoyable, friendly way. You bring him the attention back with kindness, patience, steadiness. Because you love the child, you care for the child, you want to, to help them to learn, to develop in a, a good and wholesome way. If we get upset or ang angry, if we make the child into our enemy, then everybody loses. We get tense, the child gets upset, there's lots of tears and wailing. It's exactly the same with our mind. If we try to force the mind to be a certain way, we are fearful or aggressive towards its habits, then everybody loses. There's a, in that, in that attitude we're creating more causes for for tension, for agitation, and for suffering, more dukkha. So, when we notice the drifting of the mind, <coughs> caught up in aversion or fantasy, mental proliferation, with great gentleness, kindness, patience, we let go, bring the attention back to the center, back to the feeling of the breath, over and over again. Not fighting against it, but working with it. In this way we're creating the causes for peacefulness, the causes for clarity, the causes for vijja, for clear awareness mindful awareness.